development camps in 10 days. Training camp will follow shortly thereafter. And it's not too soon to start thinking about who might be a surprise, particularly in that latter camp. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. Philip Hollander is the name I circled. Not just for this show, not just this past summer when he was reacquired from the Maple Leafs in the still strange Jared McCann trade, but back in 2019, in development camp that year up in Cranberry, I had heard something about him before a set of scrimmages that week from Bill Guerin to keep an eye on him. Take a look. He's got two-way potential. Really solid, might not blow you away with flashy stuff, but he's strong, he's sturdy, and he's advanced. Now, back then, Hollander was 19 years old. He was the Penguins' second-round pick the previous year. And, of course, with the way the Penguins pass out draft picks like free candy, that made him pretty precious in that particular pool. Like, you're, you're looking at a second-rounder like he's like the Messiah. And true to what Garen had said, Hollander didn't floor me. He doesn't do anything where you go, whoa, hey, how did he do that? Or he's going to be special or anything like that. And the same would hold true once he became Toronto property. Didn't break in with the Leafs, was sent back to Sweden and played in the top level over there, the SHL, and he did okay. He did okay. He was the eighth leading scorer on his team, 13 goals and 11 assists in 51 games. You know, okay. Nothing all that exciting. So why would anyone get excited about him here and now? Well, there's a handful of reasons. One, he's, he's 6'1", 196, and has been labeled by everyone in the organization as a power forward type. He plays a simple, straight rod hockey style up and down his wing. He's capable at center, but he's more of a left wing. And he'll go to the net, he'll use his bulk there, and he'll finish. He'll finish. All of these are traits that the Penguins could use. Did I mention that he's 21 years old? Another trait that the Penguins could use. He's defensively aware and conscious of the details of his game, which means that Mike Sullivan would give him a real look as opposed to just kind of a fake look, like what we see with a lot of the younger players and draft picks and what I'm strongly suspecting we'll see for Samuel Poulin and Nathan Legere in camp this kid will actually get a look. I believe he has zero chance of making the team this year, at least out of camp. And that's got nothing to do with him. 
That's got everything to do with seven players vying for three fourth-line forward spots who played in the NHL last season. But I do think he can add some much-needed energy and maybe even a little bit of depth stretching down to Wilkes-Barre that could come in handy over the long winter. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania, and they in turn need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 is all it takes for them to prepare and deliver five full meals to those in need. pittsburghfoodbank.org Hollander's never been in North America on any competitive basis. I mentioned the development camp, but that's not playing in anger. So he's going to need seasoning in addition to everything else. He's going to need an adjustment to the smaller rink, which is something that Hextall himself has acknowledged. That's fine. That's fine. Picture a pool of Hollander, Drew O'Connor, Samuel Poulin, Nathan Legere, and a couple of other guys that aren't necessarily all that exciting, the Jordy Bellarive types and whatever, who will be in Wilkes-Barre, who can offer you a player that you can bring up to your team whenever it needs a little bit of a, a, a kick in the rear. I mean, I could throw Radim Zahorna into that because I don't know that he's going to make the NHL roster coming right out of camp. Anthony Angelo, Sam Lafferty. I know they've been here, and in, in the case of Lafferty, he's been here for a long time, it feels like, and not scored at all. But we've also seen flashes from him that suggest that there might still be more. The Penguins have... By one national ranking, the 31st best system in the NHL. Now, if you factor in that Seattle just became the 32nd entry and hasn't really had time to stink at that, that pretty much puts the Penguins dead last. And that's not anything that I haven't heard from anyone else. I don't know that that's any different than the Penguins' own assessment. It's not necessarily anything that they, from a development or amateur acquisition standpoint, have done wrong. It's just that Jim Rutherford traded away all their picks. And you can't do that. You can't do that over a long period of time. Yes, they've got their rings and their cups and their banners, and that's great. But at some point or other, you have to stop trading high picks for Patrick Marlowe. And this management team led by Hextall, who very much believes in building through the draft, has already put a stop to that. I would expect that'll hold. In the interim, seeing Hollander come into the system and joining this other handful of players who will be in Wilkes-Barre as something more than depth-named, oh, Colton Sevior, 
that's a plus for the organization. It's not a massive plus. It's not an exciting plus. But it's something. It's a start. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question that's always brought to you on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels. No catch, no contracts, cancel any time. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners a seven day free trial and 15% off your first month by going to FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, it's FuboTV.com slash DK. The J1Q comes from Mark Mydell, who says, If the Pens got off to a real bad start, and it was largely due to poor goaltending again, could ownership have a quick hook in firing Hextall slash Burke? If this scenario played out, it would be on them for doing nothing to address goaltending after the Jari playoff flop. Easy answer, Mark, and I could make this segment the shortest one we've ever had. No. Okay, they're not getting fired. They're not getting fired uh, over, I don't, you know, you never say never on anything, but they're not getting fired over something like that. If anything, you'd have to know that these things get discussed by a lot of different people, including ownership. That doesn't mean that Mario Lemieux or Ron Burke will call down to Hextall and say, hey, you, don't touch Tristan Jari. We believe in him or anything like that. But it does mean that there are organizational and front office meetings, discussions, conversations. They go over who it is that they believe in, who it is that they don't believe in, what happened against the Islanders. What did we like? What did we not like? Mike Sullivan, this summer, has met with his coaching staff, with Todd Reardon and Mike Vellucci, to go over things that they could have done better, that they saw that they liked in the Islanders series or didn't like in the Islanders series, and also weighing the regular season. I know that feels like it gets thrown completely out when the Penguins are out in the first round, especially when it happens in three straight playoffs. But it does count for something. It does mean something. It's the longer span of time. There's all kinds of additional challenges that come with it. So the idea that you would see... I don't know, Mario and Ron sitting on a throne on Mount Olympus and looking down to see how this plays out for Hextall and Burke. It's just not how it goes. It's just not how it goes. Uh, Do I believe that there will be heat from people like me and you if the goaltending goes south? Sure. Do I believe that heat will multiply many times over? If what I just described occurs in the first round of the next playoffs, 
Oh my, yes, because you'd be wasting throwing out another year of Sidney Crosby and a great core. You'd just be wasting it. And that's been my point all along on this front. It's not a normal situation. It's not a situation, if I'm being blunt, that Hextall and or Burke regularly encountered on their previous stops. Most of their teams weren't very successful. That's not a dig. That's a fact. So how were they going to handle this? This is new. This is new to them. They're not new to hockey, obviously, but this specific situation is. And I'm going to repeat, this is the part that I'll back you on, that they should have done something with the goaltending. But are they getting fired over it? No, no chance. None at all. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow. Thank you.